It's the 401, episode 31. It is April 17th when we are recording this on a Friday night. So cheers to everyone on that. We got a good show for you here. Talk a little MLB baseball, some uh, some former Cardinals stuff going on. They're just having fun during some quarantine. Uh, Nick tries to spell Dustin Bufflin. The NFL draft is next week, and we're going to tell some stories we got another guest on, so we'll go through some Juco stories. We got another draft for you. Another good one. Going to do a draft of drunk food. Another trivia segment, and we'll wrap the show up with movie recommendations of the week. I am your co-host, Tanner Ward. With me, as always, of course, Mr. Nick Dushkit. And co-co-host now, Miss oh, Eric co- Hager. Co-co-host. You guys are Co-co. like uh, you guys are Brady and Belichick, and I'm the random white wide receiver that shows up every once in a while, impresses, yeah. and then disappears. Look, we have a Wes Welker and a Julian Edelman, so we just keep bringing on Matt <laughs> and Eric. <laughs> well, all we're looking for is Danny Amendola now, and we're set. Hey, I'm sure we um, can find. <laughs> so when you did that injury bug thing, who was that white wide receiver for the Rams? It was like Curtis, wasn't it? Something, and he was like supposed to be really good. Was it Kevin Curtis or I can't remember his name though. It was a white wide receiver for the Rams, and this had to been. Oh man, they they had a Kevin Curtis, didn't they? Is I it think Kevin that Curtis? Right. Dude, I saw him get knocked out in a game. It was the most amazing thing. I don't know oh, how God. we got these tickets, but <laughs> they were on like the fifty yard line, and we were playing the Chiefs, and it was like a last minute like hoorah. And I don't know who it was. I think it was a uh, Bolger just threw a freaking lollipop <laughs> over. Uh, and just the guy got knocked out and it was was Uh, hard to watch, but timeline fits. He was with the Rams from Oh three to Oh six. So he would have had Bolger for a couple of years. Yeah. Bolger. That's a guy too. that. Oh, Mark Bolger. I have some, uh, like in my parents, my, my bedroom at my parents' house there, it's still up on the wall. It's a framed picture of like some tickets to a Rams game that I didn't even go to (laughs) where my dad went to it. (laughs) But Mark Bolger is on the tickets. But he's like, he's basically like Kirk Cousins today. Like that was Mark Bolger. That's a good comparison. Yeah. The dudes, the dudes accurate can make some passes, but you know, it's kind of like Cousins with the Redskins is like Bolger with the Rams. Is that like first when we started tanking? No, we were still good. Like we went to the playoffs. That was the last time the St. Louis Rams went to the playoffs was with Mark Bolger and a young, maybe a rookie, Stephen Jackson. Yeah, I think that sounds right. They always used to say that Mark Bolger threw the most catchable ball in the NFL. Now, I don't know if they meant to his team or the other team, but it still counts. Yeah. Hey, if you, you count interceptions toward completion percentage, Bolger would have been an 80, 85% guy. I don't know. He got sacked like 90% of the time. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. He's supposed to scramble around the pocket. See, like Deshaun Watson, he gets murdered back there, getting sacked 55, 60 times a year. At least he scrambles out of about 15 to 20. Bolger was not going many places. <laughs> no, <laughs> dude, I think all. he had like the longest sleeves of any quarterback. Like, <laughs> ever. Well, you know, he was flirting with the Peyton Manning yeah. sleeves. You know how people usually say you have big shoes to fill? Well, he had big <laughs> sleeves to fill with Kurt Warner. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> his more right. had long ones too, man. He had yeah. almost three quarter sleeves going on. His were like grocery bags. Yeah. 
Ah, good one. Good one. Uh, all right. You can follow along with us on Twitter at 401pod. We're posting polls all the time now with these drafts. We just did the uh, Disney character draft. I believe Nick won. Heck yeah. Disney villains, right? You said? Uh, no, I'm sorry. Did I say Disney? It was just movie Disney. villains. Movie it was villains. just movie yeah. villains. It was just movie villains. I'm going to pull those up real quick because Nick definitely had the worst list. In my no, opinion, my Germans beer fest or Brave Fest Germans was, I think that's, Do you think that's what won it. I think it was Nick had Heath Ledger's Joker. That's what won it for you. All uh, right. Lord Voldemort, uh, Ivan Drago from Rocky four. And then the Germans from beer fest. I don't, know how the team, I don't know how the team of scar Lord Farquaad, Sid from toy story. And the guy that shot Bambi's mom does not win. I think it's too relatable. Like Eric Hunts, he shoots Bambi's mom all the time. So yeah. I was actually never allowed to watch the movie Bambi growing up. My dad banned <laughs> it in our household because he didn't want me and my brother to be afraid of hunting. The original Bandit. That is true. I, I, I promise you to this day, I've never seen the movie Bambi. I don't think I've ever seen it either, Eric. But that's just oh. out of uh, not wanting to see it. <laughs> Uh, well, when you're a kid, you know, you don't always have that choice. But, nope, uh, he told my mom when my brother was little, nope, no Bambi in this household. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, again, you can follow us at 401pod to vote on all those polls. We appreciate all the RTs you give us. Uh, you can follow me at TannerWard7. Eric, I believe you're at Hagerbaum. Tw- 21. 21. Underscore 21. Okay, Hagerbaum. That's H-E-G-G-E-R, correct? Yep. Okay, bomb underscore 21. Don't forget to follow our uh, – collaborative uh what's the word i'm looking for here we're collaborating with daily fancy fire don't forget to follow them at dfs fire they're pumping out a lot of good content they've been working on these draft profiles for a while getting the draft is this coming thursday so make sure you check out those draft profiles they got all the players ranked by position it's pretty interesting pretty good read we actually are going to have a segment later in the show uh from a poll i saw from one of the guys austin varney uh, it, was, it was a good discussion. I thought we should bring it up for the show, so we're going to have that a little bit later. And with that, let's get things kicked off. So we originally had a pretty light show. <laughs> I had about three things written down. Nick comes in and uh, pulls some magic, and now we got a full show. We're going to kick it off some actual sports. Let's get down to it. The MLB players, the Arizona plan going forward, with everyone being quarantined in Arizona to play ball, The players may be asked to take pay cuts for this. So, you know, how do we think the players are going to respond? Because basically, you're going to be quarantined in Arizona. You're going to be away from your family. You're going to be playing in front of no fans, and you're going to be playing for less money. So are these players going to be like, hey, I just want to play ball. I don't care if I'm making minimum wage again. I have plenty of money. That could be some of the stars. Or are they going to be like, hey, pay me my damn money? Um. I kind of imagine this being more of like a field of dreams kind of thing, playing for the love of the game. But nowadays, I just think they're so greedy. And it's just like, that's yeah. maybe what I'm hoping is going to happen. But I don't think it's going to. I think that there's – Nick. Go on. Uh, do you realize you referenced Field of Dreams, one Kevin Costner movie with another one for love of the game? Ooh, Dude, that's, that's They're both Kevin Costner baseball that's movies. They're both fantastic. and two. Can I go for three? They're- no. <laughs> yeah, what do you think about it, this, Eric? So, you know, the whole service time uh, conversation came up 
with the first deal that the MLB and the Players Association struck. And I think the players are going to hold strong to not wanting to play without fans. I see it from a perspective of if these guys can get a year of service time in without uh, having a chance of injury, some of these guys getting towards that next big contract uh, and things like that. Unfortunately, the game has really become about the money. If this situation really comes to it, we may find out how many of these guys really care about the game of baseball and how many of them actually just care about the money. Yeah, and I think we're going to see that as well as with the whole quarantine thing. We brought this up on a prior episode. Eric, you might have been on for this one, but what players are going to want to actually leave their families to have to be quarantined in Arizona to play ball? And again, like saying, for less money, for no fans, is it going to be worth it to some of these guys that already have a family that they're going to have to leave? You know, this uh, one thing I think this quarantine has really brought out is people reconnecting with their families more so than they have in recent years, not just athletes, but a lot of uh, business people in general. And I think that uh, people are going to start putting their families first more and more now, which I think is great. Um, I just don't think that lines up with quarantining a bunch of baseball players. together. Well, you might also see some players who are sick and tired of their family from being quarantined for so long. (laughs) That's a great point. They may be all about going to Arizona to play some baseball. Them them taking a pay cut is still going to be a a good amount of money. Well, how how much do you think the pay cut is going to be? They're not going to be getting paid what minor leaguers are currently paid, which is below minimum wage. They're going to be still getting paid. Like Even if they all have to take the league minimum, it's not going to – as long as we kick this thing, this virus, the empty stadiums won't last the whole season. Yeah. Now they could. But let's say they play quarantine ball for two months, and for two months they have to take league minimum. And then the rest of the year they can take the rest – the normal right. amount of salary, whatever it is, weekly, biweekly, whatever they get paid. But yeah, I don't. I don't think they're they're taking you know like minimum wage kind of money. They're still going to be making a lot. So then the people that you know get hurt during the season and they're you know getting paid minimum wage, like what is what 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 do you think they're, they're no, thinking they're, about that? Everyone's thinking about that. And everything. They're not getting paid minimum wage. That's they're getting paid saying, league though. minimum. League, which is what like three hundred seventy five, four hundred seventy five thousand. Is I that what? Or somewhere around. Yeah, there? I think it's something around. Half a million. It's it's right in there. It's you know way more than I make. Yeah. Five five hundred thirty five thousand. <laughs> Jesus. Okay, so it must it must have went up. I think it was like two or three years ago. was the last time I I looked. But that's what is a that like? The, uh, take it, the uh, warm up. Take some catcher. of us eleven years. To make that. Is that the warm up catcher salary? The bullpen, bullpen catcher. catcher. That'd be a great job. I would love that. Oh, man. Except I would have to, like, sit on my knees because I can't stay in, like, the catching squatting position for very long. So, like, hey, I'm just going to sit on this bucket. You just throw it where you want, man. That's because you're a baby back bitch. Hey, I I will let them, like, if you want to bounce a curveball in, I'll take it off the chest, whatever. You guys are paying me to catch bullpens. I don't care. All right. So, going to a – Give me a mask. Just give me a mask and a cup. Like, don't even need a chest guard. (laughs) Mask and a cup. Protect the two goods that really matter. Two cups. Two <laughs> cups. Give me two yeah, cups. Awesome. So what's our just give me a, what's our consensus? A trash can me? lid and a face mask. <laughs> I don't think players are gonna do it. That's just my take. Yep. I don't either. I think I think it's gonna be a little split. I think you'll see some that either they're young up and coming guys that don't want to take the pay cut because they're already making uh, a little like not enough. 
You'll also see some vets who don't want to leave their family. But then you'll also have these guys who really just love the game and are dying to play. I think it's going to be 50-50. I kind of think the way it's going now, each team's going to be shorthanded a little bit. And that's just maybe maybe two, three players per 25-man roster stays home, doesn't come. So I think the majority of rosters will show up. And some of those teams, it may just be their bench players or relievers or you know role players that – don't make the trip to Arizona. So some teams could be completely fine as far as their normal batting order and whatnot, but other teams you might be missing one or two pieces. So comparable to like NFL holdouts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a battle on the okay, same scale. Yeah. yeah. All right, so person yeah. – oh, go on. What are you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say I was going to ask you guys, if you were in this situation, would you be willing to take this? Would you be willing to quarantine yourself in Arizona, play ball in front of no fans, for less money. Hell yeah. To be honest with you, it reminds me of Juco. Exactly. (laughs) Dude, I I mean. Yeah, Juco, no fans, no money. (laughs) The same guys doing the same stupid things every single day. But you get to play ball. Yeah, like if I could sit on the bench and tape some uh, Gatorade cups to a fungo bat to make a sniper rifle, I'm all for it. Could you imagine the TikTok videos that come out of those (laughs) dugouts? Oh, uh, I can't wait to hear the announcers for empty stadiums. It's going to be good. You're going to hear a lot that we don't expect. Oh, so many F-bombs when people strike out. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> you have to understand. Uh, you have to learn the English – or not the English, the Spanish language, though, to understand anyone. But Let's turn on <laughs> subtitles. <laughs> hey, I will say the, the Spanish broadcasts are extremely exciting. Like, I – I had three years of Spanish, two years in high school, one year in college. I remember about five words in it, so I don't, I don't know what they're saying. But it sounds like they're having a good time. It sounds very exciting. Hey, what's up? No, that was a good Ooh. that nitro. No, Bud's lock day. That's all I've been drinking lately, honestly. Um, no, uh, what's his name? Uh, is it Benji Molina that does it? Uh, the uh, yes, the Benji and really? Jose That's do it awesome. together now. Oh, wow. I thought it was. I knew it was Benji. I didn't know it was the other brother. So, I think last year, at least the second half of the season, Jose joined him uh, for Is Cardinals. Is the really fat well, one? Okay. Yeah. Well, yes. Yachty's the only skinny <laughs> one. <laughs> you want to call him skinny? He he's he was a year there. I don't, for a little yeah. bit. Yeah. He did slim. Yeah, down. he slimmed down a lot. Uh, but yeah, about about eight to fourteen times a year, those two get really excited for a Yachty home run yeah, call. Yeah, they do. Um. So, a guy who I think is paying more attention to – oh, my God. Paying more attention to something else than his kids is former Cardinal Jed Jerko. Um, dude, that video is awesome. A couple of videos now, actually. Oh, dude, I, I've seen three tosses from him that are yeah. quite incredible. So, for people that don't know, he is pretty good at cornhole, I would say. Um, he has the perfect body. Like, he, he looks like <laughs> – he looks like he'd be really good at cornhole. He looks like a professional cornholer. He has the build. He has the face. He has, like, when you look at Jed Jerko on a baseball field, you already go, like, that guy has three kids at least and can definitely play some cornhole. This just reminds me of, like, when you're younger and you're just athletic and you just, like, pick up on things really quick. Like, I don't think he just skipped a beat at all with, with cornhole. Like, I think he oh. – right away when he, he, like, picked up a bag, it was like Mozart, like – orchestrating a symphony oh man like it was that easy like pop picasso playing the guitar <laughs> exactly 
<laughs> so it's 8.30 on Friday night, and I believe him and Colton Wong are facing off live on Twitter. Oh, right oh what? And we're missing it? I, what I'm confused about is if they're not together, what do you place in the other guy's bags where Maybe. they land? Like that's blocks and things like that are kind of a pivotal oh, part of cornhole. How are you? How are you virtually playing? It's other? all about blocking, man. Yeah, got to cover the hole. Got to cover the hole. But no, so Jerko's Twitter videos, he threw two bags at once, one in each hand, sunk them each, like landed about six six inches in front of the hole, rolled up. He had one over his staircase. What do they call the the staircase, the ascending, or no? What is that? Where it's just so like in his, he was like standing in the foyer and he threw it over, uh, basically his grand staircase. I the word slipping. Yeah, mind. I can't remember. It just like it's just a standalone uh, walkway, you know, upstairs walkway, and he threw it over that, dunked it, and what was his other one? Yeah, the backwards one. Oh, no, and then chug, the and back. then chugs a beer. Yep, yeah. that's Jed Jerko for you. God, I wish we didn't get rid of him. God, no. it was it was uh, on good terms. I wish, that's the only good part about I it. I wish it was. We couldn't play him, but I wish we wouldn't have gotten Tony Tengrani. <laughs> yeah, who never will ever play. Uh, he's terrible. Uh, but the only thing that could top Jed Jerko throwing bags is Joe Kelly. Like Jed Jerko on point throwing those bags. Joe Kelly was throwing a a ball. Into a net probably bigger than my house. Like you couldn't miss it with a golf like a drive. Like I gotta know, like what was his blood alcohol content during that throw? How did he miss? You can't like can't hit sand if you fell off a cable so, kind of net. This is what I heard. So he was he it said he was throwing a half ball, which I don't know how that helps it, in training. Maybe just the weight it, of it. Well, it said it was it was a plyo training workout, so I assumed it was not a normal baseball. Yeah. So I guess he was doing a change-up grip for a non-normal baseball. I don't know what exactly ex- – wow. I don't know what exactly his workout was. Uh, but, yeah, so I assume that's what it was. But, yeah, so this net was legit probably 10 feet wide. It was probably a 10 by 10, honestly. Yeah, and he missed it. And why would you set it up to where just to the right of the net <laughs> is a bedroom window? But sure as shit – He's doing a change-up grip with a non-baseball and misses this big-ass net, puts it through a window. What I want to know is why did it take him so long to try to learn to change up? (laughs) 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 Hey, don't don't you mouth Kelly on this podcast, all right? I miss that man every day. So you're an MLB batter. You're the first guy to step in the box against Joe Kelly when all this is said and done. And you've seen this. Oh, video. my God. No, is for that in sure. the back of your head? That's a great point. I, I'm, I'm That's a great point. That's just like Bull Durham whenever Kevin Costner came out and told Tim Robbins, like, hey, just hit the bull. <laughs> and he throws it, like, way behind the batter and nails the mascot. <laughs> and he just looks at him and says, I swear to God, I don't know where it's going. That's, that's what he's doing. Um, I only. Eric, you figured it out. That's it. So, yeah, it's it's yes, he's playing exactly. the long game so, right now. Joe <laughs> Kelly, if you're listening, you're playing the long game. We're on. Dude. I'm sure he is. Obviously, Why wouldn't he? Obviously, Joe Kelly's listening to this podcast, but you know, as the great Bob Euchre would say, it was just a bit outside. And uh to just kind of uh go on and naming that pitch too. I have two things. One okay. was kind of yours way outside pitch or intentional okay. walk pitch. <laughs> that's, 
that was about as far as you can get. <laughs> that, it would either be the intentional net pitch, because that's where it's going, or maybe the way, way, way outside pitch. I don't really get how yeah. – I mean, I kind of do sometimes, but like how uh, – who's it, John Lester kind of throw to first, like how people can't throw Dude. like the intentional walk pitch. Like it had – it was so difficult that they had to change the rule completely. It's a real thing. That's well, you that's not why they changed it. I'm talking about like a normal person. That's what the that's what the yips are. Like Lester can't throw to first because he has the yips for throwing to and, first. Unless he's it's playing against the Cardinals yep. and is. Colton Wong's on the base. Like well, like look, John Lester, Rick and Keel, Tanner Ward, they all have the same thing in common. And it's not that they all played in the majors. <laughs> no. Close. All right, so another train of thought too. Um, obviously, pitchers have a lot of time. Pitchers are pitchers are like the goalies of the NHL. Honestly, they're just a little bit weirder, and they're working on their Absolutely. craft right now. I would almost say the goalies are the pitchers of the All right, NHL. That's a fair statement. Actually, I don't mind that one because pitchers are weird, man. Pitchers are very weird. So our pitchers pitcher only Tanner, shut up. Whew. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Are all pitchers going to have too many pitches this year with all the time that they have to work on it? Is my question to you guys. Trevor Trevor Bauer is like his catcher is going to need both hands and all 10 toes to like call his pitches. You know, Trevor Bauer's he may throw at lefty. Too. Yeah, Trevor Bauer's probably got 27 <laughs> pitches by now. Did you guys see the video where he was throwing the no. ball lefty? I did not. It looked very forced, but it was still ten times better than if Dude, I tried. Did you to see throw that kid? What's that video of like the kid who showed like an empty glove and empty hand, and then like, what was oh, that all oh, about? Yeah. Where did he hide it? Like his belt? So you know how you you know you stick your finger outside the back of your glove, oh. and pinching it up there. I watched. Uh, so I think it was Pitching Ninja. He broke it down in slow motion, and you could see that he was hiding the ball. There was like one clip. Dude, that's some magic, though. I was like, now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> magic, man. That was, that was such a... <laughs> he <put> his belt? <laughs> no, he just, he yachted it. He had some pine tar in the back of his jersey. Stuck it right there. You there. Go. there you go. Absolutely. All right, uh, so Dustin Bufflin had one of the more weird situations in the NHL last year. Um, borderline kind of just didn't want to play, it seemed like, but... The year he, two years before, I guess, he had an ankle injury at the end of the year. And then doctors told him he was all right, but then went ahead and had ankle surgery anyways for a sprained ankle is what they're apparently saying. I don't really trust team doctors that much, but he officially cuts ties with Winnipeg. He could retire. He could go somewhere else. I mean, he, I mean, he's one of the best defenders slash forward in the NHL, which you can't say that to too many guys in the NHL, but um, I'd be interested to see if he plays next year. So, Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite parts about this whole thing was Nick trying to spell Dustin Bufflin. Spell it for them, Tanner. Do you have it spelled right on here? I have it. I was going to spell it right on. No, like, I, w- I want to see if you is. could. Sp- I was wanting to see if you could spell it without, Dude, without looking at it. Half- Half the words I should be able to spell. It's B Y F L U G L I E N. 
Nick was telling me I didn't spell it right, and I was like, dude, I literally copy and pasted what you wrote. So a couple extra uh, letters in there. It took him three tries, and it was hilarious. That's one of those words you can copy and paste it, and it still doesn't look right. No, it still does <sighs> not at all. So the bottom Buff- one's wrong, the top one's top, top one's right. Um, another Buff one. Could you could you use it in a sentence, please? Um, he bufflin your wife. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Eric. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> not what I was expecting. <laughs> I'm only laughing because Nick's laughing. I'm only laughing because you're laughing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. It's the... Whew, all right. If anyone's hey, wondering, I am crying right now. <laughs> hey, Nick. Uh, yeah. While you're... On your wedding night, if I steal a microphone and I use that that quote, don't get mad at me. What's the well though? <laughs> hey, I'm gonna buckle in your wife tonight. You can have one of the bridesmaids. <laughs> Deal. It's an inside joke. Don't worry about it. All right. <laughs> Good thing there's an edit feature. <laughs> I can't. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my God. Nick, that wasn't even that funny, man. It is, though. He has a schlong apparently, though, too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, Nick, oh, what no. makes you think he has a schlong? I would like to hear this explain. Oh, He's half let me go ahead. First of all, <laughs> let me, <laughs> let me go ahead and type out what, and what then I think. Uh, <laughs> I think spinning chicklets said, or told, so told yeah, someone told spinning chicklets said he had one. He can't even talk. Right uh, I thought it was because right, he was good. Norwegian. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pulling a nick and saying something. <laughs> Man, you really drank all my sinuses, though. Holy <laughs> shit, boys. That was about three solid minutes right there. All right, I'm good, though. Tanner, stop. I'm good, man. My nose is running, though. Woosa, woosa. Yeah. All right. And uh, going on in more hockey talk, actually, the uh, Blues signed some young guys. They got uh, Mackenzie McEachern for two years for a whopping $900,000, I think, each Cha-ching. year. Yeah, no. And then they signed Sammy Blay for two years. Uh, it was three mil for two years. So not that bad. But honestly, if Sammy Blay can say he, he he'll outdo that contract by three. Honestly, three folds. Oh, those are great depth signings. Yeah. So it's awesome to see 
Um, I don't see any other teams really signing people right now. I just really not much is going on in hockey other than those two things. So, yeah, I mean, I'll take it. I'm not I'm not disappointed with those at all. With McEachern, he could be a guy you plug in, um, or he could be a guy that's a healthy scratch. And for, I mean, it sounds weird to say for nine hundred thousand dollars, if he's sitting on the bench, I'm not complaining. I think it is a one-way deal, though, too. So he has to be either scratch or playing. That, yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. So, Tanner, any hockey talk for you? No, man. I Shit, I just laughed for four straight minutes. So <laughs> I'm kind of tapped out right now for the, the big, hockey talk. The, I'm ready to move on. The big question I've seen, uh, one last thing on hockey going around the internet, is people are wondering about Petrangelo, whether you guys think he's yeah. going to sign here in St. Louis. Real quick, what are your thoughts on that, guys? Actually, there is another signing. We signed um, – what's his face for oh, yeah, four years? Scandella. That's yeah, right. Scandella. Um, oh, yeah, I saw that I think one. it was about $3 million a year or somewhere around that, which, honestly, I think that's to, to mainly fill in the slot for Bo Meester. I but agree. I think there is, a, there is a little bit more worry about us not signing Petrangelo. And I, I, I don't have any opinion on signing or not signing Petrangelo. I think if we do – it's great. If we don't, maybe, like I said, he's going to be one of those situations that maybe Chicago has where um, Britt Seabrook. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like I don't want to have that happen to us. But Petrangelo for the next probably two or three years is going to be great. He's going to be worth the money, and just I don't know if he'll be after that. My quick hit on Scandella is he posted a video of him chopping down a tree with an axe during this quarantine so mm-hmm. i'm good put the guy on mm-hmm. defense. <laughs> exactly yep i don't i don't like the man buns so that kind of turns me off but oh well hey i wouldn't want to take a slashing call from that guy no. yeah. nick, <laughs> nick the man bun doesn't matter though because you're not trying to mufflin him exactly ah uh, yeah. Uh, yeah call back yeah. <laughs> all right let's uh let's skip over from nhl over to the nfl the draft is next Thursday. It's almost here, folks. We almost have a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel. We don't have sports yet, but we're at least going to have the draft. Is okay? it still prime I time? believe. Uh, is it like 7, or is it going to start earlier, do you think? I'm not sure when it's going to start. It is live uh, from Goodell's basement. Yeah, yeah, I, that's what I was about to say. I can't wait to see Roger Goodell in his basement. Dude, I would just sit by my bar and just show off all the good ass liquor I have. <laughs> if I was rich, uh, like let's him. see. It looks like seven o'clock will be starting time. I'm definitely tuning uh, in. Yeah. yeah, I I, I work. I got to work that night. It's gonna suck. If I work, no, I don't work night. Never mind. Yeah. I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't work. Night. I literally, I work like one night a week. Like I only work one shift a week that I have to like go in at one, stay till like nine and it's Thursdays and it sucks. That does suck. Well, just call up Goodell. Tell him the 401 pod. Yeah. To delay it. He'll definitely hey. push it off till Friday. Definitely. Definitely. I forgot the other thing I was going to Google that was draft related. So I, ah, uh, that's all right. Yeah, I have I have no idea where I was going with that. This is what happens when I get distracted. I forget things. I'm very forgetful. Um, one of the things – this was very interesting that got brought up. Um, I'm going to look up how to spell his name real quick, hopefully. Uh, but at Austin Varney, 
another another guy through uh, DFS Fantasy Fire. Again, follow along at DFS Fantasy Fire and go to Fantasy Fire or uh, uh, Daily Fantasy, isn't it? DailyFantasyFire.com. Follow them at DFS Fantasy Fire. There you go. Okay, that 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 it, it gets it gets me confused a little bit. I'm I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm close. All right, but anyways, Austin Varney at Varney V A R N E Y D F S at Varney D F S. He had a really nice tweet out there. It said, "As the Bengals GM, which direction would you take in the draft? Are you going Joe Burrow at 101, or?" Would you rather sign Jameis or Cam and take Chase Young there or third option, first-round pick? Because that first-round pick, it's going to be for Burrow most likely. You're probably looking at at least two to three first-rounders, some second- and third-rounders kind of spread out there. You're looking at a lot of picks for a team to trade up there to grab a quarterback. So which option Which option are you guys leaning towards? I I don't know. I I um I think it really just depends on how much time you have this off season to practice. Um, I don't mm. want to well, take a young correct, but then at the same time, maybe he won't start that first year then, and he'll actually uh, he'll learn. Start, he'll start the first Burrows year, will. but the thing Burrows will. the thing with the, others. the thing with Burrow. Well, the thing with Burrow, like you're not looking at 2020 with this pick. Like this is for the future. So really, it comes down to. Do you think Burrow is that much better than Cam and Jameis to where you give up the pick? Because if you're looking at just assets by themselves, Jameis and Cam are very viable starters in the NFL. Jameis just threw for 5,000 yards and 30, uh, 30 touchdowns. Yeah, he threw for 30 interceptions. His eyes are fixed. That's probably going to come down to at least 25, maybe more, or maybe less. Who knows? Let's be honest. Your team had like 80 fumbles last year. So, but then also you have Cam. You're gonna have to change up the offense a little bit. But you're talking about Chase Young, who's one of the best edge rushers we've seen in a draft in in a, in a hot minute. Or you can also trade the picks away for a lot of assets at that point. So is Joe Burrow worth giving up a lot of assets when you can still sign a viable quarterback? Granted, Burrow's gonna be a lot cheaper than Jameis or Cam as well. So you got to factor that in. I'm taking Joe Burrow, the Tiger King. For one reason and one reason alone, he's the hometown Ohio kid, and he's going to fill the seats and sell the jerseys. And yep. football is all about the money. Yep. But if I but, know any Ohio team like I do, they need a spark in their organization to, uh, you know, to uh, you know motivate the fans again to get them interested. Is Joe Burrow going to be like? Does he have <laughs> the potential of being the next Aaron Rodgers? Or are we talking about the next Tony Romo? Now, don't get me wrong. Tony Romo is great. I will go to bat for Tony Romo, but he's not a guy you would take at first overall pick when you're talking about a potential well, stud at DN. Tony end. Romo also went to Eastern Illinois University. I know, but I'm saying that Burrow, Burrow, that could be like – I've seen a lot of comps to, to Tony Romo from Joe Burrow. I don't know. That's I mean, the greatest. It's the greatest season a college quarterback has ever put up. Yeah. Tough. I mean, Matt Lyon had a really good college career. But, yeah. He also had weapons around him, too. I mean, Joe Burrow, yes, he had. Yeah. Joe Burrow's going to say he had a really good wide receiver and a really good tight end. Um, And he had a good running back. Half his team is going to get drafted in the NFL this year. He's got the personality that uh, a franchise leading quarterback needs. 
He's got Absolutely. the arm. He's got the arm strength. Um, he bet on himself leaving Ohio State to go to LSU. And the thing that he was able to do is Ohio State fans and the Ohio State staff even backed him betting on himself. That alone, man, is quite incredible. I think he's got the entire state of Ohio behind him. And you got a chance to draft that guy. I think you got to draft that guy. Absolutely. Look, I love Joe Burrow. I'm rooting for him. I actually I want him to go to Cincinnati because I want to see that offense. I want to see Burrow with A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, Maybe a Tyler Eifert can stay healthy for six games or something. Joe Mixon. Put him with, put him with Joe Mixon. I want to see it. Plus, like you said, the Ohio kid. Like, nothing is cooler than seeing a hometown hero in a sort. So, I, I want to see it. I want to see him go play for the Bengals. I want to see him get drafted one-on-one. And I want to see him light it up. Like, AP Rookie of the Year. We're talking fantasy stud. <laughs> the whole nine yards. I, I, I want to see it. But – if you're thinking from a general manager standpoint, wouldn't it be smarter to grab someone that you know is a sure thing like Cam or Jameis, but you I know agree. what you're getting there, and then either taking Chase Young, who looks like a surefire edge I mean, rusher, look at like game-changing edge too, rusher. How much he changed the yeah. game. Like, it was – Hey, look at both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you could get uh, potentially the next Bosa or maybe a better Bosa at that time, at, you know, at that point and then still get a quarterback, or hell, if they trade away the 101, you're probably talking, let's see, the Redskins probably aren't going to trade up. They're probably talking, they're still getting the top, what, five, six pick? Because the yeah. Chargers or Dolphins are probably going to trade up to get Bur- Like A team in need of quarterback is going to be like, hey, the 101. But then you're talking about multiple first-round picks spread out through a couple of years. You also have second and third-round picks you know, spread out through there as well. You're it almost makes haul. yeah, it almost makes more sense to do that. But do you bank on just Joe Burrow being that next great thing? Which I I kind of think he's gonna be. Like I'm all I'm on the Burrow train. What was the uh, that Rams thing? Was it either um, RG where we traded up and uh, yeah. we traded and they the Redskins took RG three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was that situation again? We get 10, 10 picks. It was it? it was an unbelievable haul. It's to be honest, it's what sparked the turnaround of the franchise. Wasn't either Dominic <laughs> From, and Sue, and then who else were like either one and two, right? And the we no Sue was already in the league, but it was we, Andrew Luck and RG three. Yeah, we took we took the franchise from potential first overall pick to like middle middle like fifteenth pick, eight and eight. Oh, but it did. Some of those guys it helped carry it. Now I'm I'm done with the Rams. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Uh, uh, I'm 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 gonna look it up right now. I can't, you know, I'm I'm stumbling over this one, but yeah, uh, Andrew Luck went one, RG three went two. I'm actually kind of surprised. Michael Brockers, who I thought was older than that, good, a very good defense interior defensive lineman. Uh, Janoris Jenkins, really good cornerback. Uh, Isaiah Pede, no, okay, God awful. <laughs> <laughs> Not great. Uh, Does he tell what? me if you've heard this. Thing. Uh, tell me if you've heard this name before. Rekevius Watkins. <laughs> nope. Negative nope. coach yeah. <laughs> Uh Alec Ogletree. That was a good pick. Good pick. Very good pick. Stedman Bailey. Not great. Is that the guy Ooh. that shot himself? Or is he de- he was like depressed, wasn't he? Something? Like he had mental I don't health. Know. Isaiah Isaiah P, didn't he lose a leg in a car crash? 
I don't know about that. Uh, I think I he know. got hurt. Someone he got hurt. I'm pretty sure. Someone Google it. I'll take your word for it, but I'm on. Uh, I'm on it. Thank you. Yeah, Isaiah peed leg. It was like the first thing on the Google search. Yeah, he lost a leg in a car crash, I believe. Wow. Uh, Zach right. Zach Stacy. Yeah. Okay. He had a, a solid season. Great year. One great year. That's more than <laughs> most like people, yeah. And Greg Robinson. Hmm. <laughs> so. Okay, so maybe I was a little overzealous with the starting to turn around the franchise. Yeah, no. It, the draft is it's so unpredictable did they, this year, well, honestly. like, how, Who else did they take the year with Aaron Donald? Was that Greg Robinson? It would have had to have been. It's got to be. Because they took Robinson and Donald the same year, I'm well, pretty I think sure. The way like, to look at it, I guess, is you, you traded down and you still got Aaron Donald. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You guys ready to jump ship Yeah, this? I don't care about the draft until it actually happens. So I can't wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be useless I, at work Thursday night. I'm pretty excited about it as well. All right. So are we just going to talk about dumb stories that we did? With baseball, I guess for now. Yeah, so we so kind I, of uh, we kind of mentioned this the last time Eric was on, but me and Eric both played some uh, JUCO ball, and so I thought it'd be fun to have a segment of we each just tell a story of just what happens in junior college baseball because it's a complete shit show. And then Nick, you played at you played soccer to school that I feel like is the equivalent of junior college baseball. So I thought you would be able to join in on this as well. I want Nick to start us off, but he's going to tell a story about high school baseball. Maybe my favorite high school baseball memory of all time. Yeah, absolutely. He knows, he knows I can't exactly wait. Yeah, what Yeah, I moved it about. and I don't I know wait. why I moved it down the list. Cause I should have put it right next to Joe Kelly and that's where it was. <sighs> so in hindsight, Oh, go on. Yeah. All right, my bad. No, I think we were just filling out the list, and it just no, got I, down. No, I did so, it. Yeah. I did it exactly. I was like, oh, okay. they're talking about baseball. Put it down there. No, I'm an idiot. Um, Dumbass. So it was it was pouring down rain, I remember that day. And uh, so we had practice inside in our gymnasium. We had a nice little hit, you know, hitting net, stuff like that. And so we were playing like a ground ball game in the gym. It was called knockout. knockout. Yeah, so if you either missed through it or – uh, had an air uh, fielding the ball, then you were knocked out. So I think yeah. I was, I don't even, I think I was a sophomore. Were you a freshman that year, do you think, Eric? Or... Um, I think it was your junior year, my sophomore year. Oh, because yeah. I believe it was me, me, you, and the great yeah, Kevin, I remember Cody Kevin left. Cody. <laughs> there were three of us left, and I believe it was me yeah. and Kevin left. And uh, so I think I made this, like, you know, just silky smooth play, like, you know, looked great. And I threw it, and I, I don't know who was, like, actually, like, catching the balls at this point, but I don't think he was very good. And uh, it was a decent throw. It wasn't bad. He would have had a short hop it, and he just, you know, misses it. And, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm kind of mad, and we have, you know, pretty high stairs. And it's, it's a decent size gym, not really, but I tossed my glove, and... Okay, I think there was 25 yeah. rows. Don't play, okay. don't play this. And, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, there's like a sliver of like either you hit the benches or you hit the ceiling. There's like a little like crevice where you could actually go in and hit a window, which wasn't a window. It was just some plastic 
like I don't it was like painted plastic thing that they had. And uh yeah, I uh I put a, a very circular hole in a, a window with my glove. <laughs> and uh everyone I think everyone in the gym just kind of stopped what they did and just looked at the hole for about ten seconds easily. And then one of our buddies just started cracking up. And I'm like, oh my God. So now I'm like, how am I going to get my gloves? Where did my glove even go? Like, did it go outside? Like, did it, is it on top of the roof? I don't know. So luckily we had someone climb out the window and get my glove. But, um, yeah. Did someone fit through that hole? Or? Yeah. It, no. So the windows would open. Nick's downplaying this. These, we had about 20 to 25 rows um, of stadium seating in our, our school. It's a very old school gym with these two rows of windows and Nick, he said he tossed his glove. No, I, I he launched his glove <laughs> and it went, it went straight through this window. And I remember our coach just looked at the window, looked at him, looked back at the window and lost it. He was just, yeah, he duck was hitting the ground balls. Wasn't he? Or someone. It, uh, I, I don't remember exactly who it was, but I remember Piper oh, yeah. was the one that just looked up at the window, looked back at you and looked up and was like, what just happened? It and didn't make lost it. It was. It didn't make a shattering noise. Not a sound. It made a thump. Nope. It was a yeah a thump, and it was a perfectly round <laughs> hole. And everybody in the gym. So there was baseball players, but there was other spring athletes. I think like the girls' soccer team was like walking through from the locker room. There was a lot of people in there, and they all just turned probably 50, yeah 60 people and just saw. This so thing. they actually didn't want me, or they they wouldn't let me buy a prom ticket that year. Or no, it was junior ring. No, I think it was my senior year. Figured out. I don't remember. It was my senior year. It was. And uh, they didn't want me to buy a prom ticket because I owed the school, apparently, for this. I don't even know (laughs) the dimensions of this plastic window. But they tried to charge me like 200 bucks because the insulation was $150. And then the window itself was like 50. And I'm like, I'm not paying that. That's so dumb, first of all. Like, I could have put that in myself. Like, why are you having, like, some professional? And I, I you know I get kind of things, but it wasn't real glass. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, so then, uh, the sign, yeah, his, oh, his uh, dad, I guess, like, came up to me. He's like, you going to prom? And I'm like, no, I can't. They won't let me. I owe school 200 bucks. His So, so Coach Knox was one of our teachers. His dad. That's what it was. Yeah, that's a very important. And he's like, "No, I'll fix that right away. You can go to prom." He loved me. I don't know why, but (laughs) so yeah, I got to go to prom. There we go. Congratulations, buddy. He's the only guy I ever know to break a window in a school and get away with it. Yeah, (laughs) wasn't great. One of my not less good moments, honestly. Like it was terrible. Oh, it was. It's one of my favorite high school baseball memories. So. All right, tell your baseball stories, you idiots. You guys were steroided. Well, I've been, I'm been waiting for you to get done for a hot hey, minute. Shut up, Tanner. Do your story. <laughs> All right, Tanner, let's hear it. All right, so I have a great story about tarps. So just to give you an Maryland? idea about junior college baseball, Maryland. Huh? The, that's terrapins. It's, it's a turtle. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> give you an idea about junior college baseball. You know, there's no, there's no like grounds crew. You guys, like as a team, have to put the tarp on, take it off, all that. So as it's about to rain, you're called to the field. It don't matter if it's 8 a.m. or 9 p.m. 
you get a text from coach, you got to go to the field and tarp and tarp it. So you got to roll this big sum bitch out. You got to fold it out four, five, whatever, however many times you got to fold it out, drag it into place. And then at, at our particular college, we had to weigh it down with anything you can find that is like has a decent bit of weight. So the the batting cage itself, that's rolled over home plate. The all the L screens are laid down <laughs> throughout this yep. thing. If we have any if we have any uh uh turfus, yeah, turfus, what you add onto the uh the dirt to kind of dry it up faster, bags of turfus, throw it on there. We had I think it was my sophomore year. They built these big ass benches for the bullpens and they were double deckers. And I don't know if different kinds of woods are heavier than <laughs> others, but they made it out of the heaviest. <laughs> they made it out of the heaviest wood possible. It took about 12 guys <laughs> to all this bench onto the field. It was the worst thing ever, but th- put it on the tarp. Push that yeah. some bitch over. It's gonna weigh it down. So that's that's the life rate. And then to take it off. Oh my god! It right was, before it was time for to oh, get ready. Yeah, to take it off, you put on your your waterproof boots. If you had if you had waterproof boots, you were an idiot because only about twelve of us on a forty man roster had these boots. We were the only ones to get on the tarp, and you just start folding it over folding it over, work all the water to one side, push all, once you get it folded over like eight, 10 times, you push all the water off onto one, you know, just past the foul line. So literally like just behind the third base coach at our field was a goddamn swamp. Cause like, Oh, we can't get this off the field. Well, let's just dump all this water over here. So that there's an idea of tarps, but this particular story, I just want to give you some background there. This particular story happened my freshman year. It was probably maybe the second, third time we tarped the field. So us freshmen don't really know how all the ins and outs of the tarp yet. We don't realize that when it's windy, you have to carry this tarp below your knees. Like you got to stay hunched over, keep the tarp below your knees because otherwise the wind will catch it. So we're all carrying it about waist high. Here comes a big gust of wind. And some bitch, there goes the tarp. <laughs> Goddamn Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah. This thing covers the entire infield and it goes flying. And so it starts heading to parachute. <laughs> it starts heading to the third baseline. And so just past our third baseline, we have just a normal chain link fence going down, you know, uh, going down to the foul pole. No, nothing special. Normal ass chain link fence. Our our head coach, our skipper was by that fence. I'm not shooting you. Got pinned <laughs> like, <laughs> like a car backed up into him. Was pinned against the fence because a tarp was whipping against him in the wind. <laughs> Took the whole team to pull it off. <laughs> the wind was so bad that it pierced the tarp. So there's now holes in it, right? Oh man! And so for the next year and a half that I attended this school, it was you didn't just like lay stuff on the tarp to keep the wind from blowing. You had to lay stuff over the holes. <laughs> so, <laughs> Jesus. But then uh, uh. our assistant coach at the time, I think he became the batting coach the ne- or the the hitting coach the next year. He starts freaking out at us. Now this hitting coach, when he gets mad, he he has a little bit difficulty speaking. His words. Basically, every other word's the F-bomb and has a real hard time getting normal words to come out freely. 
and he he mostly like kind of like stumbles over himself like I'm doing right now trying to explain this when he's talking. But he just starts screaming at us and we we've quoted this ever since, but he's like, that's an eight grand thousand dollar tarp. <laughs> <laughs> and just, I mean, he's just he's giving it to us, man. But ever since then, just eight grand thousand dollar tarp became this thing amongst the whole team. But yeah, that's my tarp story. Fair enough. Oh man, that's awesome. That's that brings back some memories. Please tell me that you guys had tarp practices near the beginning of the year because no. we sure did. No, it was that's why it got away in the wind. It was just hey, the, they expected the sophomores to tell the freshmen how things work. Well, the sophomores didn't want to be there. The freshmen didn't want to be there, and so no one really gave a shit. <laughs> we we would uh, so we'd come uh, we'd come in in the fall. We'd have about two weeks of like hardcore intense two a days basically. Um, and then, you know, you kind of weed out some people from there because that's just the name of the game. Some people are going to end up bailing. And then we would have tarp practices. We'd have regular practice in the morning. And then you'd get a text randomly throughout the day. You never knew what time it was going to be. And I think that was part of their plan. Okay. Show up at the field, put the tarp on, take it off, put the tarp on again, take it off again. And that was uh, that was Juco baseball. Yeah. Well, uh, they, they never wanted to let you know on certain times because they didn't want you to show up stuff drunk. So that was oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> that is true. Um, so I had uh, had marked down a couple stories, but I'm gonna go ahead. Um, so part of what you said persuaded me. I was I knew you would say something <laughs> that would tip me off on which story I should tell tonight. Um, so our my pitching coach freshman year, I wasn't a pitcher, but he was the pitching coach of the team. Um, he had a vocabulary very similar to your coach, it sounds mm-hmm. like. Um, if you would imagine, I don't know if you guys have seen the movies Goon or Fear and Loathing <laughs> in Las Vegas, but that's where our pitching coach got his vocabulary. That's it. I think that was the only movies he's ever watched. That's where he learned how to speak. Um, Beach ball. For the sake of him, uh, for the sake of him, I will go ahead and uh, not mention his name. Uh, <laughs> I, I went the same route. <laughs> But uh, so we actually had a game in the fall, which is quite funny that this was a fall game, because if you guys <sighs> listening understand in Juco, our main season is in spring. Mm-hmm. So the fall really doesn't matter. But our pitching coach took the fall very seriously. We went down to Jeffco to play them. They were pretty much our, uh, our rival um, up until this year. Um, they had whooped us yeah um, jeffco jeffco is yeah. everyone's rival let's be honest it yeah yeah, yeah. no uh, one like jeffco anyway we we played them in a double header at home on a tuesday beat them handily both games so our coaches were on all-time highs we go there on a friday and get our asses kicked both games the same week so we are uh we had met at uh, school. So I went to Merrimack. You got to remember we had um, our field. We played at Heine Miney because our our field at school was actually deemed our, our dugout was deemed unsafe. Uh, there was a there was a sewer line that ran. Oh my god! That collapsed. Uh, <laughs> that's Juco baseball. So we were not allowed to play games there. We did practice there, however. Uh, from that particular day, we met at Heine Miney. 
Um, we took a little IO before we left for whatever reason, which was really rare. It almost like worked out perfectly for this story. We met there um, and we took the bus from there to go to Jeffco. We went down there. We got our asses kicked. Uh, we had beat them a couple days before, so I'll be honest with you, nobody's head was in the game. It was a Friday. We were all playing in a big party on Saturday. Or after the game. <laughs> no one really cared about the game. Yeah, probably. It was It was in the fall. It was like, what the hell? So we go down there. I believe we got 10 runs both games. Honestly, we were all happy we got out of there earlier. Um, so we're driving home, and we notice we take a different exit on the highway. Like, uh, this isn't the right exit. This is heading back towards school. So, um, we're just, we're just quiet. We're quiet. We start to get closer. Coach stands up and he says, I'm sure by now you guys have noticed we're headed back to school and not back to where you guys are parked. And we're all like, yeah, it sounds about right. He said, uh, I'm disgusted with your performance today. So we're headed back to the field at school and we're going to have a practice until I decide we're done practicing. So we pull up, uh, we unload everything off the bus, put it all on the field, and uh, he decides we're going to set up stations. Um, he didn't like how we bunted. He didn't like how we fielded. He didn't like how we pitched. He didn't like base running. So he set up four different stations that we would work on all of these things. Um, the moral of the story, in dead center field, it was a bunting station. So our pitching coach, um, who had played at Merrimack, he was the closer there, went on, played at Arkansas, uh, University of Arkansas nice. Central, I think it was. It wasn't the Razorbacks, but, like, it was a Division One program. Um, he, was, he was drafted, ended up having Tommy John, but in his heyday, like he Chris was, Young. like, 95. No, wait, not um, Chris Young. What's the guy's he name? He could pump. Chris Young had a What's good MLB guy? career. The uh, yeah, it's something young, uh, right? Chase Young? No, I don't know. You figure, you figure okay. it out. Keep going. Man. You figure that out. I'll tell my story. Um, he could pump it, and so he is in charge of the bunting station. Uh, he's you know, get up, get ready, get your bat out, because you're not going to have time to put it down. And we're like, what do you mean? He gets about thirty five feet from us <laughs> and starts throwing them, <laughs> throwing them, expecting us to bunt them. The guy in front of me gets beamed, smoked. I'm like, what the hell? He goes, well, I want to catch you off guard. Every once in a while, I'm going to go ahead. <laughs> I'm like, there is absolutely no way I'm about to step in this batter spot. And um, sure enough, you know, my turn comes. That was the first station I was at. The first guy in front of me got hit. He got five pitches. He got hit one of them from a guy who was had a chance to be a pretty good, you know, minor league baseball player from 35 feet away. I step into the box. The first pitch he throws me, I, not, I just bail out. I was not having it. So he yells at me and he goes, you know, this one's coming Jesus. through your ear hole, right? And uh, I'll be honest with you. I closed my eyes and I got a bunt down and I. Wow. It's Brett Young. Um, needless to say. Needless to say, we played them again um, the next week, and I think we won fourteen to nothing. <laughs> wow! Did uh, yeah, that was. Uh, did you guys have? Uh, was it Tony? Tony Detoli was our head. Yes, coach. I remember him. 
Man, we – So he was our head coach my freshman year, and then uh, some unfortunate circumstances happened between fall my sophomore year and spring my sophomore year. Uh, we'll leave uh-huh. that to people to watch. I heard some stuff. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, they weren't good, but anyway. Yeah, yeah. I just remember uh, you guys came down to play us. I don't know if it was my freshman or sophomore year. I don't remember. But anyways, we we swept the the home the two home games, and – he took them out in the outfield. This is just kind of adding to your story how crazy your coach was. Took him in the outfield and started making him run sprints. So after the game, you know, we put all our stuff in our batting bags. We have to go take care of the field. So, I mean, the the Gators running, you know, dragging the uh, – what is the uh, – what's that thing dragger, for the dirt? Yeah, just you drag. dragger. Yeah, whatever. You know, to, to get the dirt good again, that whole thing yeah. got drugged, yeah, all the bases – got pulled, got raked, the mound got done, home plate got done. I mean, got all doctored up, everything, everything got put up. We walked to our trucks, drove back to our dorms. They were still <laughs> running. So you are, I believe you guys are the same age, age, right? Yeah. You're, you're oh, we're the same age. Right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever have yeah. to run a lot at Mac? <laughs> yeah. Oh, which time? It was a spring game. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think I remember that game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I felt, I felt bad for you guys. I really did. So this is going to be really, so I didn't real for some reason I didn't realize you went to Mac Jalen Miller. (laughs) Yeah. I remember (laughs) Jalen. Dude, that was like one of my best friends. Uh, so he actually lived with me, uh, for summer ball one year when he first moved up here from Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. So he moved up here. We played for the same summer ball team. Um, he had an interesting family dynamic, but yeah, he stayed with us quite a bit. He was a good dude. He only threw one good game my entire Matt career. He literally would get pulled like in second or third inning every game. He'd get pulled because our coach could not stand him walking players. He'd have he'd chalk well, up. The funny thing is, well, he'd chalk up. He was our center fielder. Yeah. Oh, he never pitched until college. No, he came to Mac as a center fielder. Ends up becoming a PO his sophomore year. Can't make it out of the second, third inning every start because he just walks every other batter. We get into regionals. We get to the uh, semifinal game. He throws a complete game shutout <laughs> over Maplewood <laughs> to send us to the championship game. He ends up getting signed by the Yankees. Doesn't make it with their organization. I believe he's with the <laughs> Orioles now. It's just it's bonkers yeah. to me. It's absolutely bonkers to me. He was sitting low 90s back then in Juco. But he had no idea where the hell it was going. He was going to hit the bull. Oh, absolutely Hit not. the bull. So, uh, uh, oh, man, I love that kid. We were in a showcase down in Jupiter, Florida, on our summer ball team senior year. Um, and we were, I mean, him and I, we were just ridiculous. We, we decided to tell people that we were brothers <laughs> and we were adopted <laughs> from Mexico. He was Juan Pablo and I was Jose. And we both knew a Cerveza. little bit of Spanish, so we could pass it off. And people bought yeah. it all the time. For those uh, wondering, Eric and, so, Eric and Jalen are not the same. Uh, you guys are not the same skin color. <laughs> no, no, no. Jalen was an African-American from Kentucky, and <laughs> I am a pale white blonde from St. Louis. Yeah. Um, but the best of friends. I still love that guy. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah. He's got a couple kids and a wife. Like He's a, he's a busy yeah. guy. Uh, but anyway, we were down in Jupiter, Florida on this showcase. And um, so in uh, I played mainly third base. 
but they wanted us to play every position we could in the showcase. So I was in the outfield with him. I uh, I field my ball, throw off a crow hop. I hit like 96, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> I you know I was pumped. He comes up, he throws it Jesus. 104 <laughs> off a crow hop. The scouts stop the showcase and walk out there to talk to yeah. him. And I'm like, what just happened? Man. And the literally the scout goes, this is where his pitching career started. They said, son, have you ever been on a mound? He goes, why would I do that? <laughs> why would I climb a mound? <laughs> <laughs> oh. and and they were like you should consider it and he looked at me and i was like i'd listen to him <laughs> yeah and i remember and so, i remember uh, freshman year man he was a outfielder and i don't think i ever saw him get the ball out of the infield on uh, batting practice <laughs> and software he was like no uh can i be a dual way which basically made him a po <laughs> became a pitcher yeah oh man i love that kid Good but guy. he so I asked him one time, I said, Jalen, like, you can throw the ball a country mile. Like, how? Um, so when he was, like, staying with me a lot, we would go up to – Nick will understand this one – to our high school field. We would take a bucket of balls. He was like, I'm gonna, we're going to do this drill that I used to do back in Kentucky. I'm like, okay. He said, you're going to take a ball, you're going to throw it to left field, then left center, then center field, then right center, then right field. And you're going to try and throw it out of, out of the park. And I was like, excuse me? He Jesus threw it over every way. And I asked him, I was like, how did you get such a strong arm? He goes, well, I grew up across the street from the Kentucky River, and when I was little, my brother used to challenge me. That sounds like Bo Jackson, like, it. honestly. It, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right? And uh, this kid, I'm no, no joke, had the strongest arm I've ever seen. And I played ball with Jonathan Harris, who was – the 20, I think it was the 29th overall pick by the Toronto Blue Jays in the 2015 draft. And Jalen could throw the ball way harder. Mm-hmm. Than he yeah. But he didn't know where it was going. Right. <laughs> he had no idea, man. It was hilarious. But, man, <laughs> no he idea. threw the game of his life, like I said, with that Maplewood game. Maplewood is notoriously known for offense. We were an offensive minded team that year, had, had pretty decent pitching, nothing great, though. And we won that game one to nothing. I think, uh, my buddy Cody Heiser, Nick, you know him. Heiser, it's kind of funny. Heiser could never hit the ball the opposite field. Never. He was a straight pull hitter, man. You go the other side of second base, nothing. He puts one on a rope to right center for an RBI triple in the eighth inning. That was the only run of the game. It was the like Jalen made it past the third and Heiser hit the opposite field. It was the craziest game of my life. I Let's know I'm getting off topic our, here. Our, our but... draft, guys. Come on. Let's go. Let's. You, uh, we did get carried away there, but that was those yeah. stories kind of all went together. Yeah. That was some good stuff. Do you want to? Do you want to do the draft just really quick and then wrap this yep. up with some movie recommendations? All right. Um, let's see. What was the order last time? You were third, Nick. I was second. All right. Eric's I started third. it off. I believe I'm first. You're second, Tanner. We're okay, doing a snake fine. draft this time, though. I always end up with a second pick on these things. <laughs> All right, Nick, kick it off. Let's get this thing wrapped up. All right. Oh, I guess we should mention what we're drafting this time. So we are, uh, this episode, we are drafting the best drunk food. So you leave the bars. What are you going to have either when you get home or on the way home? What What are you grabbing? So we're going to do the best drunk food. Nick, I don't even off. do this first. I don't think they should be allowed, honestly. J-Box Taco should not be allowed mm-hmm. in this competition. 
Wait. I don't think we'd be able I to pick that because whoever picks yeah. J-Box yeah. Taco is going to win. All right. I don't – I beg the difference. I, I think you should just take them if you're going to take them. What uh, – man, well, I had J-Box on my min, or on, on my it. thing. Well, I don't remember what the name of it was. It was some kind of chicken sandwich with, like, cheesy tots on it. I don't remember. Yeah, don't do that. I'm not even going to pick it. I got mine. Uh, I'm going to go with taquitos. Oh, those are good. Oh, Strike it off the list. This is the at-home. You get home and throw some taquitos in the microwave. You may not even get up from the recliner. I'm definitely not (laughs) talking from past experiences here. (laughs) Uh, you get some taquitos in you after That's the bar. Fair. You may not get. Back All right, up. Eric, you got two picks. Uh, well, first off, I'm going to start it off Taco Bell. With Taco Bell. Good pick. Good pick. You got, you know, whatever you want. It's just Taco Bell. And then I'm going to go ahead and put my personal favorite. I'm not going to lie, guys. I have a slight addiction. Well, we all got one particular God food. Damn it, Doritos. Mm. My next one was a bag of Doritos because you can't stop when you're drunk. You just eat a full bag. <laughs> you no no you can't stop. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna roll with some T-Rex. toasted rams. That is a good one. Ooh. Oh man, you cannot beat like I'm. I'm a big fan of the four cheese T-Rex. But you cannot beat you cannot beat some toasted ravs getting home a little toasty. You're toasty. Now, granted, we have a uh, nationwide audience. For those of you who are not from St. Louis or the yeah, surrounding exactly. area, exactly toasted ravioli. You should check them out. All right, my next. No, oh, yeah, yeah. mine. No, yeah, my next two. Right, yeah. Yep. Is, yep. Yep. Is more beer? Yeah, you got two. <laughs> and then, and then a frozen pizza. Jack's. Wow. Let's okay. just say Jack's frozen pizza. <laughs> oh. If you have the patience. That's a good the, one. Uh, if you can stay up for it. <laughs> hey, hot <laughs> yeah, you, hot tip ooh, for you. Is Jack's no, the one dollar no. pizzas they sell? The, what's the square I don't, the square like, one dollar pizzas they have? Oh, those it's, are the yeah. Uh, T something. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, what are those called? God damn it. Is it yeah, it's, it's the same as yeah, the uh, pizza Tostitos? Roll brand, yeah. Totinos, Totitos, okay. whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Make yourself one of those. Grab you some Country Bob steak sauce Bob's, and dip yeah. it in that. Ooh, that sounds Dude, pretty good. It's, it changed. I actually learned that at Mac, <laughs> believe it or not. There's another Juco story for you. <laughs> All right, T-Dog. God, it's so it. good. Uh, man. I'm going to have to go with some Arby's. Arby's not even open that late, honestly, oh. are they? Solid. Oh, man. 3 a.m., buddy. Dude, I love me some Arby's super late. God. You get, like, those those sliders, you get about six of them. You're only going to eat two or three, <laughs> but you're drunk. So, you're like, yeah, yeah I'm going to need every slider you have back there. Give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Give me one of everything. <laughs> yes, Arby's tough to beat, man. Uh, so, my third pick it's probably an unpopular one. I don't really know if anyone else does this. I'm probably just weird. Um, so this is when I'm like, I'm hammered. And I get home and I'm too lazy to do anything. I will just eat slices it's of deli meat, yeah. whatever it is. Oh, if it's salami. Just, <laughs> just, 
just whether yeah. it's turkey, yeah. salami, ham, I just shove one, it man. in. <laughs> See, <laughs> just ice cold deli meat. Baby. See, I'm a, I, I was just saying, I, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes hot food when I'm when I get home from being drunk. The cold food is just it's okay. I don't know it's not my drunk Tanner is not one for cold food. He needs to be blessed with all the like. Hey, you need to make me some hot food right now. Which my drunk Tanner is is he's a little neat. more uh, oh, And my next pick is going to show that. But Eric, you have one more before I get there. Ah, uh, so I'm going to be honest here. My favorite overall. I didn't think it would be the most popular, but it's my favorite overall oh. is the oh, yeah. peanut butter filled pretzels that you <laughs> oh, buy in Costco. About, that, those are delicious. Dude, I oh. walk by those. You can't stop. Yeah. You, you have to like screw the lid on after you pour some in a bowl or you'll wake up the next morning and be like, I bought that yesterday yeah. and it's an empty container now. Oh, dude, those, those, I, yeah. I do that whether I'm drunk or sober. <laughs> like, I'll. That's that's true. I'll do that sober so too. You're right. You I walk past there. a giant ass thing of those every day at work at Sam's, and I just I every day I don't know how I don't have like fifty yeah. of them at my house. Karen, do you have two picks now? They're so good. I have one left. That's that's the just thing about two. the two pick. Have every every draft. I, I only, have, I only one. have one left. Oh, yeah, I have taquitos, T Revs, and Arby's. I only got one left. Yeah. All right. Well, well, just because well. yours are longer names, Nick, doesn't mean you're better. <laughs> All right, this is uh, this is going to take a, a slight explaining, but I'm going to go Fuck with a read breakfast. I don't know how he does it. <laughs> I, so me and me, <laughs> me and Nick have a buddy Reed, Reed who's uh, getting married. Reed yes. Jensen. Shout out to Reed Jensen. Probably doesn't have social media. He's basically. A 26 year old in a 90 year old body, but he's getting married soon. We're actually planning hey, his bachelor party, like in the process of that. Oh my! Make God. sure you include some camel wire. <laughs> I remember that about Reed. <laughs> oh man, We're, we might have some throwbacks in that. But anyways, our buddy Reed. Anytime we get uh, drunk with him, whether we're at the bar or whatever, about I don't know, right right before you're about to pass out, he's like. I'm going to make breakfast. <laughs> and this dude whips up. I'm not kidding you. The best thing you've ever ate in your life. 2 a.m. comes and you have a bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit that is absolutely the greatest thing you've ever ate in your life. And so I'm going with read breakfast. No, I don't. I'm not going to pander. I'm not going to pander to the people on this one. I'm just going to pick the best. And that is Reed's well, breakfast. My, Reed's drunk my last one is Casey. I don't know how. I love them. They're easy to make. They're quick. You just whip some cheese in it, and you're good to go. Mm. How do you spell that? S A D I L L A. Oh, quesadilla. Oh, that's not. That's not right. Well played. I got it. No, they really are. Yeah, yeah. Those are Those all are, solid. I don't know who's gonna win this one. There, you can't lose with this one. Actually, I'll probably lose because no one knows who Reed is, but. <laughs> Oh, yeah. You got that right. I respect it, though. You're you're getting personal. that's fine. That's fine. That's I'm taking matter. what's in my heart and not what the people's gonna love. Respect that. All right, let's wrap this up with some really quick movie recommendations. Okay. Like, just blow right through it. All right. I actually I have two, but All I'm right. gonna roll them out inside a minute. 
Okay. Anyone want to go first? Hit it hard, John Daly. Let's go. All right. That Hit wait. Hard, 30 that's the whole thing. That's what's called. Let's go. Oh yeah. Okay. Thirty for <laughs> okay. thirty is pretty key word right there. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, I was gonna guys. say. I think he's got a My song bad. called "Hit It Hard." So you threw me off a little bit there. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I'll watch it if it's got John love Daly. John Daly. How can you not love John Daly? <laughs> Woo! Pig to it. Eric, you want to go? Yeah, um, so I actually watched this earlier today. Angel Has Fallen, okay. uh, starring Gerard Butler, just came out on Netflix. Olympus Has Fallen, London Has Fallen, were the first two in the series. Angel Has Fallen, are, definitely worth the watch. Great action. Are, Morgan Freeman, the president. Are they not the watch. same thing? Are they, are they not yeah, all the right. same movie? <laughs> also, if... But how many... How many times is Morgan Freeman but in the press? Apparently three. Because <laughs> is this all in the same term? Because if if it is, uh, no. So Morgan Morgan Freeman is not the president in the first. Oh, one. okay. So the first one is uh, kind of introducing us to Gerard Butler's character. Uh, the second one deals with Britain slash the UK. Uh, and this one is Morgan Freeman's the president. Gerard Butler is uh, about to become like the who head is, of the Secret Service, and I'll leave the rest. Who was the president in the first one? Was that uh, Two Face? I think it was Two Face. Yeah, it looked the same to me. <laughs> I'm working on uh, looking this up right now. Uh, that was called Olympus has fallen, and the president was uh, Aaron. Ah, yep, Two-Fa- the Two Face and. Uh, Morgan Morgan Freeman was the nice, speaker of the house. Nice. Like. All right, I'm gonna roll through real quick. So it all comes all, full all comes full circle. Uh, I'm gonna roll through mine real quick. My first one is The Witcher. Call back to the first episode ever of the 401. I believe this was my first ever movie recommendation. I'm bringing it back. The Witcher. It's on Netflix. Eight episodes. Go watch it. I'm about to finish the books. I I download the audio books. I've been listening to them. I'm like four hours out of finishing it. It's so good. I'm about to rewatch it. So I'm putting it back out there. If you're quarantined, watch The Witcher. If you already watched it, rewatch it. My other one is the same way. Breaking Bad. One of my favorite. Yeah, one of my favorite Ooh. shows of all time. I've been rewatching it with Jen. I forgot how good it was. And it was still like it was one of my five favorite shows of all time. And I'm rewatching it now. I'm in the final season. I'm just like, I forgot how amazing this show was. So whether you've seen it or not, if you're quarantined, if you're bored, whatever, got a day off, if you're working a lot, just watch The Witcher and or Breaking Bad and just relax and enjoy yourself. They're amazing shows. Just And if you're trying to turn up on a Friday night, listen to some of the remixes of The Witcher song. Oh, get you going. Remixes The Witcher song? Oh, oh. Yeah, dude. There, there's a couple uh, like EDM okay. versions out there. It'll make you want to smash. I'm gonna. Ago. I'm definitely gonna check that out when we get done with this. <laughs> I'm gonna do the same. Uh, thing. All right. Well, thanks, Eric, for coming on. Nick's already gone. <laughs> I don't know if he lost connection and Mike died or what, but Nick's already gone. But thanks, Eric, for hanging in there. And uh, man, brother, another good show. Another good show. Thanks for having me, guys. I'm this yeah, is always absolutely. A blast. another another great episode full of dumbass JUCO stories and <laughs> just a lot of dumbass comments to go with it. I hope you guys. Oh yeah, so I got one random yeah. shout out, and it's not going to make any sense to anybody, but I'll explain it someday. All I got to say is 
Kurt All right. Rambis. Kurt Rambis. Hey, if anyone tweets at 401 pod Kurt Rambis, I will Venmo them $10. And you'll, you'll get matched. You'll get Venmo $20. So if you've been listening to the show lately and this is the first time you made it this far, we've been doing this for the last four or five episodes. So uh, what was it? Kurt Rambis? My Kurt my Rambis. old high school basketball coach, we used to do the Kurt Rambis drill where we worked on so you know, so yes, you know I know. Rambis we used is, to work right? on taking charge, oh, and so that. you literally he would partner you up, not based on who you wanted to be partnered up with. You'd partner you up yourself with someone you hated, and you literally one guy got the ball, and his job was to run and run your ass over, <laughs> and you were supposed to learn how to take a charge that way. It's called the Kurt Rambis drill. <laughs> Our- Arguably, Kurt Rambis is the whitest <laughs> basketball player of all time. I hate that drill. I believe he's still the coach of the Timberwolves. Uh, I, I, th- I think maybe. I Last think I you're checked, right there. I don't know, but I love the sports goggles uh, and the mullet. And it's just every time I mention it, they're like, "Who's that?" And I pull up a picture, and they're like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> you know, I'm. So I love I'm going to say it. The, the mullet needs to come back. <laughs> the mullet. Uh, needs to come back. All right, that's going to wrap it up for episode 31 of the 401. Thanks everyone for stopping by. Don't forget to follow us at 401 Pod at Tanner Ward Seven at Hager Bomb underscore 21 and at DFS Fantasy Fire. Thanks everyone for stopping by. We will see you next week. In the rango, got the crib one falls in the mango. I bought my mama a rain.